What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins in Depth podcast. I'm Daniel Yafusi. That is David Neal. Thanks so much for tuning in. Quick reminder before we start, make sure to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page. Like, share, comment, as well as subscribe to the Miami Herald. That one, that one, that one right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah. Now, your Miami Dolphins bounce back from a tough week four loss in Buffalo uh, with a convincing 15-point win at home over the New York Giants. They beat up on the lowly uh, Giants to move to 4-1. and one. And after the Buffalo Bills loss uh, to the Jacksonville Jaguars over in London, Miami is back in sole possession of first place in the AFC East. So all is well in Miami Gardens after a really tough loss. Uh, the Dolphins look to extend that winning streak to two, continue to stay atop the division with another lowly opponent, the winless Carolina Panthers. They come to town this Sunday, so the Dolphins are deep in their preparations for that. But we have a lot to discuss outside of the game. We got some uh, breaking news earlier today regarding rookie running back Devontae Chan and a knee injury that he sustained late last week. The Dolphins made a trade uh, for former Bears wide receiver Chase Claypool. Uh, so we've got some guys who might be on the men, might be sidelines, some guys who might be coming and making their debuts this Sunday. But we're going to start with, as I said before, the news regarding Devon A. Chain, the exciting uh, second or third round pick who has just been doing it all. I mean, 460 yards uh, out the gate, second in the NFL. He's leading the NFL in yards per carry at 12.1. However, he did sustain a knee injury. On Monday, Mike McDaniel said that the team was uh, evaluating it, going through some tests and whatnot. Um, news broke early Tuesday morning that he's expected to miss multiple weeks, and IR is also a possibility. And that would obviously sideline him for at least four games. So definitely a blow to what has been the most explosive offense in the NFL through five games. No team in NFL has accumulated more yards than these Miami Dolphins. And obviously, A-Chan has been a big part of it. We saw him have that 76-yard run uh, earlier, uh, excuse me, uh, against the Giants. We've seen the explosiveness that, he, that he's added to an already dynamic, fast team. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of make up for um, his absence. Um, we're going to talk to Mike McDaniel on Wednesday where we should get more clarity on it. Um, but he, he really did add another element to this to this team, this to this offense, especially in the run game. Obviously, Raheem Mostert is running the ball extremely well, too. Um, he had a pretty productive game. He's had a really productive start to the entire season. Um, but with A-Chan, it just, it just felt a little different. Like, with that 76-yard run, the way we've seen him just, you know, uh, get to the edge, um, really, you know, separate from defenders, um, it, it really, like, was reminiscent of Tyree Kill and the way that they've been using him now as a, kind of a wide receiver and whatnot. Um, it was reminiscent of that. Obviously, they still got a couple guys on the uh, on the active roster um, with obviously Mostert, uh, Savon Ahmed, who was a healthy scratch, Chris Brooks, the rookie. And it looks like they might get Jeff Wilson Jr. back. Um, his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, uh, told WSVN that, uh, you know, he's going to be returning to practice this week after spending the first five games on IR. So, hey, obviously losing A-Chan is a tough blow, but you might get Jeff Wilson back. And he has obviously uh, played really well last year. So I don't I don't think that, like, there's going to be a fall off with this offense, per se. But, um, no, I'm really interested specifically in the run game because he just had that home run threat. Like, every single time he touches the ball, he might take it to the house. So really interested to see uh, what they do. Maybe we kind of see more of the traditional run looks that they did last year. It's going to be interesting to see what they uh, what they do. Uh, yeah, I, I think 
with he and most he and Mostert give, but I mean, you have that both. They both have that speed that obviously you can. You, know, you give them a crease and they hit it, and you know later. Uh, and you know he even more so than Mostert, which is pretty much saying something. Mostert's a fast guy and he's yeah. got some good 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 size. Um, it, it's also just I think it's a very it was a comforting option once he once a chance started to you know, really play, you know, he gets in the Denver game, he plays, plays well. Uh, the Buffalo game, you know, most has got a couple of fumbles. It, it's a little comforting as a staff, as a team to say, okay, well, you know, hey, you know, maybe Raheem's not having, not having a good day. Yeah, we can turn you know, to the rookie a little bit. Right, we can hit this guy. And he can do, he can do a lot of the same stuff. And yeah. he's the same, he has the same threat. And because he has that same threat, like we saw with the Packers the other night that with Aaron Jones out, you know, they ran the ball well, but it's a different kind of running game. And it, it, they they didn't look comfortable as an offense. With HN, it's the same kind of running game as with most. Mo, Mo, it's the same kind of threat. It's the same, you know, it's the same, yeah. that that same, hey, you, you got to account for them. You can't, and you you can't be lazy. You can't be, you know, you can't get greedy. You can't get, you can't. You have to have good discipline on defense. You know, control the gaps and all that stuff. And it just puts that pressure on a defense to where they think I make a mistake here. It's not just we get gashed for ten. We get gashed for fifteen, twenty. We get gashed for fifty. And you know they're lined up for an extra point. That that's a mental stress on a defense. That's a lot of mental stress in the defense. It's already having to deal with, you know, the wide receivers and, you know, also, you know, some of the motion they're doing. It, it's just, it's just creates another level of stress that, and I think he stressed the defense in a way that as well as Wilson runs and ran last year when they gave him the opportunity, you yeah, know, they didn't just, run much. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it just creates that stress. And also it creates a little ease with the offense too. It's like, Hey, you know, we, if we do, if we do our jobs, we do what we're supposed to do. Bam. You know, he can hit it. And it, you know, it, it gets everybody, it gets everybody a little more excited. And, but I think really the effect is definitely just on the defense. It just, uh, it, you know, you're a defender and you're, it, you worry, you worry more about making a mistake. And when you war have to worry more about making a mistake, you're either going to a make a mistake or b you're just not going to play as fast. Ironically, when you re- at, at a time you really need to play fast, and that creates the stress and the gaps, and suddenly you know, uh, you know, he's going he's going for twenty or thirty, or you know, you play action. They or they run him into motion, and suddenly you know the ball's going yep. the other way for 30, 40 to somebody else. It you know, he is you know, you can never have too much speed, but boy, it, it's us, you know, it, it's a quick speed, too. It's a you know, his zero it's, to it's, tra- it's track speed, it, it's true track speed, yeah, yeah. Like, he it's you know, they've got track, they've got. You know, track guys who are also very good football players, and when you know we've seen you know throughout history, when you have that, you know, 
that's something that's something special you know uh track guys who are very good football players you know yeah um so uh yeah it's and it's a it's a fast it's a bam you know and you see he's gone like that 76 yard run the other day yeah, I kind of looked up and I'm like, oh, he's he's gone. Like I thought, he, I thought the safety was going to get him at at the, at the edge, and then you know I looked down for a minute and looked back up, and he's you know racing into the end zone. That's just like oh, blink of an eye. Yeah, that's that's that's. I don't want to say it's one of one because you know the Dolphins have Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, but um, the very few guys are capable of that in the NFL. And, and right, and and playing. I love the stat. I, I do like the stat of you know the clock and the guys that like you know this the the next gen stats of how fast these guys are going because you know 40 times nice that's great i want i wonder how you are you know yeah, with the pads on game back. speed yeah yeah game speed and, you know when you get you got your helmet on everybody you got your pads on you happen to hit a particular hole or you happen to go a particular place and not just straight forward you know let let's let's see talk about that kind of speed and when you look at you know, the chart that everybody was sending around, you know, by Sunday afternoon, the top like seven speeds, something like that. And, and They're all the Dolphins players. It's been oh, adjusted, it's been adjusted a little bit. I think they do some post-game corrections. I checked yeah. earlier today and now it's top five are Dolphins. And I think uh seven of the top ten are Dolphins but still. <laughs> They're, they, they still. one, two, three, four, five. The, the, yeah. That that's that's still that is the kind of that's a different kind of stress on a defense, and it really does worry you. And um, you know, so yeah, I think that it, you know, it hurts. The, I don't, I don't think this is going to cripple the offense. I just think it takes a little bit away from the offense, but this is this offense when it's, as it's running well, you know, it, you know, <laughs> gee, maybe they'll, it, it'll take them a few more plays to score. You know, if, if, it, if they have to make a 97 yard drive, it's not going to be three plays, you know, it might actually be five or six, you know, um, but uh, yeah, you, you take, take the time, get healthy. Um, they've got guys, you know, they've got guys who can do the job and um, yeah, I think, and also let's be frank, they're playing Carolina this week. Um, it's an NFL team, but it's a winless NFL team with a rookie quarterback. So, yeah, my we'll first, later. yeah, my first thought when when this news came, or I guess when McDaniel said that they were evaluating him yesterday, my thought was, all right, he's definitely out this week, and then we'll see about Philly. But now it looks like it's multiple weeks. So, you know, they had another 500-yard performance uh, against the Giants. Uh, they still got a lot of electric guys. Um, but, yeah, you know, a little bit of drop-off, you know, not not maybe not as much juice with him out of the lineup. So we'll see uh, again. We'll talk to Mike McDaniel on Wednesday, and then we'll definitely have updates on A-chan status. Uh, we did not get to talk about this uh, top – or we did not get to talk about this player last week because the Dolphins have not yet, yet made this move. Uh, but last Friday, uh, as they were, you know, putting a bow on the preparation for the Giants – uh, they made an interesting trade for former Bears wide receiver Chase Claypool. Um, a bit, you know, they acquired the wide receiver and also uh, did some late round swaps uh, with Chicago in order to make the deal uh, happen. Um, very interesting. Uh, I, I was not expecting this. I was on my way to a doctor's appointment. I'm like, oh, Dolphins trade for Chase Claypool. But um, kind of taking a flyer on a, a very talented 
still a young guy, 25, I believe, um, who, you know, kind of fell out of favor of Pittsburgh after a couple good years. Um, things just didn't work out in Chicago. He recently kind of criticized, um, you know, the the, uh, the coaching staff's usage of him and he was asked to stay at home. Um, a couple of days later, he's traded. Um, but the Dolphins essentially, you know, wanted an expiring contract. They get a guy who, you know, accumulated over 1,700 receiving yards in his first two years. He's a big body guy. Um, they need some wide receiver depth because uh, River Craycraft and Erica Zucama are sidelined by some injuries and we don't really have timelines for um, their return. Um, what do you think about this move? Obviously, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle were, you know, 1A, 1B, 1-2. Um, but, you know, you get a, another fast guy, 6-4 uh, type speed, and he's a big body uh, um, target, kind of different from what they have. Uh, do you think this is something, nothing, or maybe a little bit of something? Yeah, it all depends on uh, Mr. Claypool, I think. Uh, he's got to realize coming in, uh, he's no he's no fool, I don't think. He realizes, okay, these guys are popping along at, in a, you know, at a, they have had a first five games, like no offense in NFL history. Um, so, you know, you can't exactly come in with the diva attitude because they clearly don't need you. I mean, they, they can use you and you will, you can be an asset to them, but they clearly don't need you. Um, now he's great. He is the kind of wide receiver. They kind of he's got the size that gives them you know another target, and especially in the red zone. Um, you know he's got the ability. He's got all the physical tools to create again matchup, create matchup problems. You know not just with speed but with size, and um, so you know that. <laughs> Throwing that into a lineup with a bunch of wide receivers who are already creating and, and a scheme that's already creating a lot of headaches for a defense. That's uh, that can't be anything but good, depending on how he approaches it. Um, I, you know, none of us knows. None of us were in the locker room in Pittsburgh. None of us were in the locker room in Chicago. The only thing we know is this is the NFL. Look at some of the guys that teams have signed just because of their talent and over and some of the things they've overlooked, you know, for talent. And Pittsburgh, now, which Pittsburgh does tend to be a little light on the drama. They only put up with like Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown for so much. You know, they're like, okay, uh that that's a low drama organization, you know, for decades. Uh but the Bears trading for you, and then just over a year later saying they traded a second round pick for him as well. So they yeah. they invested a lot in him, and he's supposed to be one of the four guys. Yeah, and they and they said, and they they need receivers for Justin Fields. You know, yeah. they need they need they, he needs all the help he can get. So in the passing game, at least, and they said, hey, stay home. <sighs> Whatever that says, it doesn't say a lot good about what went on about what went on there. And obviously, there's two sides to every story. Maybe the Bears have no idea what they're doing. You look at them play sometimes, and you're thinking maybe they don't have any idea what they're doing. And so, whatever 
got him moved along from uh, Pittsburgh, which, you know, if he, if all was good there, they would just would not have traded him. That's yeah. And Chicago were clearly, it was, you know, there were problems, whatever those problems are. If, you know, the dolphins clearly have said, Hey, we don't, we don't care what those problems are. Just don't bring it here. And, uh, if he doesn't, I mean, he's very, obviously very talented and uh, he'll be a tremendous addition to the offense, um, which, like I said, it's not like they're being slowed down much anyway, but except for one week, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, McDaniel did say that, hey, like in regards to whatever the preconceived notions might be about him, he said, hey, like he has a blank slate. He said, you know, he, he had a, a very a notable uh, phrase that he likes to say, like, I, I see better than I hear, you know, so it's like, hey we're going to have a blank slate. You're going to have an opportunity to um, create your own and carve your own reputation here. Um, obviously the dolphins have taken a lot of personalities in on the team. And I think that McDaniel has done well to, um, you know, kind of balance those and, you know, handle all the different personalities that there are on the team. And a lot of it is player police as well. And he said, Hey, the guy believe in, you know, a player led uh, team and a player led locker room. Um, so obviously I, I don't think that they were going to have a lot of issues with that. Honestly, I think that, like you said, he knows the deal. He's not here to be the number one target, the number two target, maybe not even the number three target. Um, but I think that there is, uh, I think it's definitely an interesting short-term play and a long-term play. You know, obviously I mentioned yeah. before he's entering the final year of his rookie deal. Um, so, you know, it's not like they're making a huge investment in terms of you know draft capital or, or salary. I think he's due like two point something dollars over the course of this year, maybe the rest of the year. Um, so no, no significant investment. Like they could cut him now and not owe him any money on the rest of his rookie deal. Um, but I think that there is an opportunity to maybe carve out a little niche role, you know, again, like just, just the, the uniqueness of his, um, you know, his body type of skill set in, in this offense. Um, I look at a guy like Ezukama who, you know, really didn't you know have a ton of targets before his injury, but they found some creative ways to get him the ball, you know, on an end around. They were lining him up in the backfield. They're using him as a blocker. So I think that you could do some similar things like that. And again, I mean, he's a, he's a talented guy. Like he can play. Like it's not a question of can he or can he not play, you know, again, he had 1700 yards as a receiver in his first two years in Pittsburgh. So it's not like um, he's a scrub guy, you know, he, he's a second round pick. So there's talent there. Um, and now it's just kind of a matter of getting him in a system where you can, you know, accentuate those talents. It's funny. He had a comment uh, um, before, you know, he was told to kind of stay away from the team where he's like, I'm sure everyone would love to uh, play on the offense with the most passing yards and da da da, but it doesn't work like that. You know, he just kind of got uh, lucky enough to be traded to the team that has the most passing yards and the most yards in the NFL. Um, so it's going to be interesting. We haven't spoken to him yet. Uh, we speak to him. Well, I guess, I guess he'll, he'll be at practice um, on Wednesday. He was at the game on Sunday, but obviously didn't play. Um, so I'm assuming he'll be at practice Wednesday. We might get an opportunity to speak to him afterward, kind of get his perspective of what happened in Chicago, uh, his mindset now. Um, and I think there's a chance that he could play on Sunday. You know, he's had, you know, more or less two weeks or so, a little over a week right. uh, to learn the playbook. Maybe they get a little package for him. Um, and again, they need some wide receiver depth. I mean, outside of Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, you know, they have obviously they have Chosen, they have Cedric Wilson, and they have River Craycraft. Um, but they like to rotate those rotate those guys in and out. So there maybe is maybe a pack. Did somebody shoot Braxton Berrios? Did I mention Braxton, Braxton Berrios? No, my bad. I meant I think I said River Craycraft. I meant yeah, yeah. <laughs> I meant Braxton. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, but you know, they need some depth at wide receiver. And again, maybe they think of a little package. If anybody can make a, you know, fill out a role or find out a carve out a role uh, for a guy, it's McDaniel. I mean, hey, we saw them put in Chris Brooks as a fullback tight end toward the end of the Giants game. So uh, going to be interesting to see what they do with Clay. Because I think that there is something there. Um, and McDaniel has found ways to, you know, bring the best out of guys. Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to take a short break, uh, but when we come back, we got to discuss the Dolphins win over the Giants. Uh, how much do we take away from that win? What do they need to clean up? We're also going to preview their upcoming game against the winless Panthers. Is this a trap game ahead of a really, really big game against the Philadelphia Eagles in primetime? We're going to discuss that in more, so stay locked with us. What's going on, everybody? Still here on the Dolphins Net Podcast with David Neal talking all things Dolphins. Now, in the first half, we discussed uh, the latest news regarding Nathan Achan, who is reportedly expected to miss multiple weeks with a knee injury, as well as the team's trade late last week for wide receiver Chase Claypool. But now we're going to get into the Dolphins' last game, a 31-16 to win over the New York Giants. Um, I think the end result was what we all expected. I think I said... 37, 34 to 13, something like that. I, I think we all expected them to win by yeah. uh, double digits. The, the manner in which they got to it, I thought was a little, you know, unexpected. Obviously, they, you know, they they looked like they were going to go up by, you know, a couple scores uh, before halftime. Uh, they're in the red zone, two of throws, a really bad pick six. Uh, before you know it, it's 14 to 10 uh, in, uh, going into halftime. Um, the momentum swung back in the Dolphins' favor very quickly, though, uh, Tua throwing a 69-yard pass or catching a run uh, pass to Tyree Kill. And turns out he you know, went rogue, uh, said forget Mike McDaniel, caught his own play in the huddle. Regardless, all was good because it ended up in a touchdown. And from then, they kind of cruise on uh, to win that game by by double digits. I don't know if I take much from it, honestly. You know, it's, they did what they were supposed to do. I give credit to that. I, I said before, um, obviously, you want to make sure you clean up some stuff um, in these next two games against the Giants and Panthers before uh, you get a little bit of a tough stretch with the Eagles and then after the Patriots game at home. To go to Germany to face the Chiefs. So obviously you want to make sure that you're you're ready, healthy, and you know, all um, you know, where you need to be for those games. I will say the one thing that stood out to me is kind of the ball security. That that's the one thing that I'm saying, like, uh, they, they gotta get that fixed. You know, obviously they they fumbled twice or, or most of fumbled twice um in the Bills game. They fumbled twice again, most at once on the first drive, and then HN lost the fumble for the first time in his career um later in that game. And obviously, two is two pick six or uh, two interceptions, one being a pick six. Um, it's kind of uncharacteristic from him. I think he's up to five interceptions now. Um, so I don't take too much into that, but that is something to to that I, I'm kind of watching out for because uh, before this Giants game, Tyreek Hill said the only thing that can stop this offense is ourselves. And truthfully, through the first month of the season, that's what it feels like. I mean, when they obviously the Bills game was a very well executed game plan, but the Dolphins had their own self-inflicted mistakes that hurt them. I mean, it really seems that like that the only thing they can stop them is their, themselves, you know, dumb penalties, turn the ball over in inopportune times. Um, I will say the defense, I'm still kind of the jury's still out on the defense. Like I'm I, I really you know, they did what they were supposed to do. They kind of, you know, filled up the stat sheet, filled up the box score against a bad uh, off. I mean, the Giants were missing three offensive linemen. And then at one point, I think they lost their starting center as well. They knocked Daniel Jones out the game. Like, they did what they were supposed to do. Um, I think that by the end of the Chiefs game, I, and, and again, like, there's still a lot 
in flux. You know, they might get some guys back. Um, Nick Needham has been activated from the IR list. Um, Jalen Ramsey, Mike McDaniel said, is on the positive side of a return. So, you know, I don't want to, you know, get fans' hopes up, but it looks like he's getting closer and closer to a return as we really dive into the heart of the fall. Um, I think by the Chiefs game, we'll see, like, really where this this defense is at. But, you know, beating up against the Giants offense that doesn't have three starting linemen, um, I expect them to beat up on the Panthers offense. Um, I don't take too much into that. Into that, Really, again, the standard has changed. I'm judging you by, you know, top flight quarterbacks, top flight offenses. But credit to the Dolphins for doing what they were supposed to do against a lesser opponent. If you're if you're a very good team and you think you're a very good team, well, guess what? You're not going to meet very many other very good teams on the schedule. There's just not that many in the league. Yeah. So, and then you have a 17-game season. So most of your games are going to be against teams that you should beat. And a few of those games are going to be against teams you should squash. They, The Giants are a team they should squash. The Panthers are a team they should squash. Um, and, yeah, except for, you know, a small slice of the game, right, you know, near the end of, you know, when you got the long pick six, that swung the game back and then, you know, it, it, then the Dolphins scored 10 points and they're up to score, you know, 24-10. With the exception of that one moment, almost, you know, at 14-10, they, they squashed the Giants. They did what they were supposed to do. They, yeah. And they, they ripped off, you know, they had, they had big plays, they had big gains. They, you know, they, you know, it was, they did what they were supposed to do. They, you know, squashed a bad offense. They sat on them. Okay, that's what, you know, the, these guys are NFL players. It's not like you're going to sh- automatically going to shut them out or something like that, but they they allowed three field goals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say the defense didn't allow a touchdown. The only touchdown came from the pick six. So, like, credit right. to the credit to the right. – like, right. And so – Against yeah, the that, bad offenses, the Dolphins right. have been up to the task. Right. And, and you – that's what you're supposed to do. So, you know – Give again, like you said, give a team credit for doing what they're supposed to do. And but this is also, you know, how many games are there on this schedule that we're going to look at as you know the yardstick games? What the two against the Bills, Philadelphia, Kansas City, later in the season maybe yeah. Dallas, Baltimore, yeah, Dallas, yeah, you know. So, you know what? That's f- that's five. There's seventeen, so that's twelve games where. You, you know, you should go out and do, you know, you should go out and handle your business. And, you know, some of those games, uh, you know, the the Patriots have turned into a hot mess. Uh, you know, you don't know what, you know, the Broncos were a hot mess, obviously. Um, you know, because who, who have they beaten? You know, they beat, they beat, yeah. They beat, they beat the Bears, who are, you know, it's, you know, dumpster fire versus dumpster fire in that one. Um, and, you know, the Giants, the Panthers, you know, you, you know, you, so there's a lot of games on this schedule where the Dolphins, I, I forgot, except for the Chargers, the Chargers are a good team. Chargers was also kind of a yard state game and, you know, they, were, yeah, yeah. they, they played well right. on offense for sure. Right. That's, but so okay, that's six out of seventeen. So that's eleven games. You know, it's probably that you should. You know, yeah. there are Baltimore down in in, in there, <laughs> uh, down the line. 
so but again these are most of your games are going to be like this if you're the dolphins if you're at that level and if you think you're at that level and you really are at that level most of your games are going to be like this no that's fair i mean you got to play who's on you got to play who's on your schedule but it's like when i'm looking at the the kind of the difference the ways to distinguish the best, the better team votes, like right. the manner in which you win. And again, it wasn't the most perfect game, but like you said, by and large, um, that game was never really a threat. There was never a time where I thought, ah, oh, the Giants really might be in this game. So they took care of business there. And, you know, as we preview this week six game, this is another game where, you know, you really got to take care of business. I think, you know, I think the Dolphins are 13 and a half point favorites. Like they're, that's a huge threat in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, they're they're head and shoulders um, better than the Panthers. I think even more so than this past week. This is a game where the Dolphins, like early and often, they got to jump. Like this game should be over by halftime. Honestly, um, obviously you're facing a rookie quarterback. Um, this is probably outside of the Patriots, like probably the worst group of skill position players that they've faced to date. I don't see anybody out there on the offensive side of the ball that really should threaten the Dolphins or really hurt this defense. Um, and, and then obviously if the offense jumps out to, you know, two touchdown leader, even if it's 10 zero, then, you know, the defense can play um, a lot freer, you know, off that, you know, off the right. natural flow of the game script. I think it's another one. I mean, it's like with the Dolphins, it's like a few 30 is kind of like a given. So it's like, I mean, I, I'm, I see this is again, one of those 34, 17 type game 17 feels very generous for this offense i think it's going to be a very tough afternoon for uh bryce Young, the number one overall pick but yeah i think you know multiple touchdowns i'm expecting uh now the question is do the dolphins cover and i think that they probably do cover. oh yeah i think oh, they yeah. probably do cover in, in that regard i like the dolphins like i'm gonna go 45 17 um I just don't. Yeah. I mean, I think if they go out and do what they're supposed to do and do what looks like the matchups say they should do it, you know, this, this shouldn't be much of a game. And um, they, I don't think they should be caught looking ahead. You know, I, I don't, I don't believe, I don't believe in that, by the way, I don't believe in like looking ahead, like though, we took them lightly. Like, like I don't like. I feel like I don't know. I just feel I, I'm not a professional player, but I feel like maybe the week to week preparation isn't, or maybe the week to week focus isn't. Maybe maybe you're not as dialed in like for you know a particular opponent. But it's like when you get out there, like the Dolphins have better players. The Dolphins have better schemes. Like they should go out and win this game. Like it shouldn't be like oh we took them lightly. Or you, we were like how do you look ahead when you have a game right there? I don't know. I just I, I, I really believe in that. And even Mike McDaniel said like there's no such thing as checking off wins or you know um, looking just kind of like mentally looking at 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 wins in the schedule. Like I, I don't know. I don't I, I don't think that's going to be a case for this team. I, I don't. I, I think I think players are human, and I think I think players are human. I think they there is. You know, you know what's coming. It, it, you know, they're not stupid, but they they know they know. Okay, yeah, Philadelphia after that, and that's you know they're a team that is of the echelon that you fashion yourself. Um. Now, are, does that mean they don't? You know, is there just not? Is there just a little edge off the? You know, might there be a little edge off the preparation for Carolina? Maybe. And the thing. The thing is, it's not 
I don't think it's entirely a look in your head thing. I just think it's a little bit of their, you know, their edges. They're, they're just, the edges are taken off. Like, things aren't done as sharply. Things aren't maybe, you know, you know, maybe, you know, you don't learn that you don't, your film study isn't as sharp. You know, your practice may not be as sharp or you just, you know, it's, yeah, you're doing this on game day. Everybody's jacked up and ready to go. Right. And, you know, it's, you're, you're ready for it, but, you know, you know, not to be all Sun Tzu-y, but every battle's won before it's fought. And yeah, you've got better guys. Yeah, you've got, you know, but we've, you know, we see it every year. There's, there's games where you go, that, that team isn't as talented as the other team. What you know? Why did you know? Why did Dallas play like crap against Arizona? They that's that's not a game that should have been close. I mean, yeah, the, the Cowboys look. You know, the Cowboys got punked Sunday night, but that was San Francisco. San Francisco was punking everybody. That you know, da- there's no reason Dallas should have. You know, Arizona should have been in the same field with Dallas. And yet, look what happened. Um. So. I, I I don't know if it's just like complete. I, it's not this complete looking ahead, like oh, you know, you're not even looking at, you know, you're not even looking at the Carolina Panthers film, or you're just not. It's that you know, there's just a little bit of lack of intensity. Maybe the intensity's dialed down a little bit. Yeah, and if you get that dialed down enough, a little bit in a 53 man roster and enough places. You know, then you get into the zone where you're still a better team, but now you're in that, you know, you're in that little danger zone where you're not prepared in the same way and it makes you vulnerable. I, I It's not a, you know, complete, yeah, there, there are no way it's, but it's just not the it's not the same. And NFL teams do not prepare the same for every single game. They don't. Nobody does. Nobody in any sport does. Yeah, I mean you that's know. that's understandable. I'll say Mike McDaniel, his staff, a lot of the players always talk about um their their them being a process driven organization, you know, doing the same thing that you do following a win, following a loss. Um, right. So I don't think that, you know, looking ahead or whatever, maybe the intensity, I don't think that'll be a problem for them this weekend. Um, you obviously don't as well because you're picking the Dolphins. We're both thinking that they're yeah. moved to five and one ahead of a big game ahead of the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday. But if you put if you said, you know, if this were a suicide pool, yeah, I'd probably still pick the Dolphins. And if it were like, you know, a suicide pool, the, the you know, where you have to, you know, you have to pick the one winner every week. Uh, but. Yeah, I'm not like betting my paycheck or something like that. I mean, yeah, I I bet a (laughs) hundred, but you know, it's it's the NFL. I mean, these things happen. Like I say, every few weeks, you get one of these games. You're like, how how do how do how does that team lose to? How does that team lose to that other team? You know. So, I I but I don't think that's going to happen this week. I. You know, and just because the Dolphins are that much better, and um, you know, I think they they're probably gonna be focused on okay, let's go out and do the same thing we did last week, do it a little bit cleaner. You know, let's not fumble a couple couple times, let's not throw the interceptions, let's let's play just play a little bit better, 
and you know let's just play a little bit better let's be better and let's go out and take care of business so i think that's what's going to happen yeah they said the right things um you know we spoke to some uh some players on monday they said the right thing about you know approaching the game against a winless team and the fact that's the nfl anything can happen but uh, like i said before both of us think the dolphins will take care of business and take care of business in a route on sunday all right. Well, that brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins of Debt podcast. I want to thank you guys always for tuning in, as well as uh, bearing with uh, the flickering lights in this office for those <laughs> watching on YouTube. Got a little bit of early Halloween. Reminder, as always, uh, subscribe to the Miami Herald. Like, share, comment, as well. Subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page. I put Miami Herald first because David yeah. always emphasizes yes. that. But subscribe to both. Uh, we will be back next week uh, to recap another weekend of Dolphins football. But until then, you guys take care. See you. Bye. And if-